My name is Colin Wolf, Assistant Director of Religious Education here at the Fourth Universalist Society in the City of New York. Welcome to our service video. Thank you for joining us. What follows are selections from our service on June 20, 2021. The theme is exploring interfaith and multi-religious identity. In this video, you will hear both the reading and the reflection. The reading was delivered by worship associate Melissa Naple. The reflection was delivered by Reverend Sana Saeed, the Congregational Life Staff for the Central East Region of the Unitarian Universalist Association. As a Unitarian Universalist Muslim, she responds to the question, what is a Muslim doing working in a church? This video will not include our usual post-service discussion, but look for a return of that segment in the upcoming videos. You're invited to check out our video and audio podcast each week, posted on our website, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, as well as your favorite podcast streaming sites. If you like what you see, you're encouraged to give us a like, a share, or a subscribe. Thank you for watching, and we begin with our reading. Tali by Reverend, Reverend Abi Jamanji. I have stuck it out, even through doubt and ambivalence, because Unitarian Universalist is the way I want to live my life. My Unitarian Universalism lets me practice my Hindu faith. It helps make me a better Hindu, a better human being. I stay because Unitarian Universalism has a healing message for a broken world yearning for reconciliation and wholeness. I stay because Unitarian Universalist is committed to working through race and class, heterosexualism and ableism, sexism and nativism though we have much to learn and far to go. I stay to celebrate my multi-hyphenated identity, not so much as an American melting pot, but rather a South Indian tali, a selection of tasty dishes in different bowls presented on a single plate. Each dish tastes different, and does not necessarily mix with the next, but they belong together on the same plate because they complement each other in making the meal a tasty repast. I stay to find strength to live honestly among all the various intricacies of my life, to take responsibility for all the ambiguities of my pluralistic identity while seeking common ground with others. Good morning again. My pluralistic journey expanded in 2009 when I was hired as the director of youth programs at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Arlington in Virginia. Even though I was and still am a Muslim, 
except now I'm a Unitarian Universalist Muslim, AKA UU Muslim. Surprise. <laughs> I dove headfirst into work and learning about UUism, mostly from teenagers, the youth at the church. At the same time, I remember visiting my Pakistani Muslim parents in that first month. I was hired and witnessing a complete parental freakout. Why? Because my younger brother had Googled UUs only to stumble upon websites declaring it was a cult. Unknown to me, he had convinced my parents I had been hired by a cult. To some degree, I don't even think my brother cared if I had joined a cult. He just enjoyed watching my parents freak out. It turned out to be a blessing in disguise because I was finally able to sit with my family and talk to them about why I really liked working in a UU congregation. And many years later, seeing their surprise at the fact that I was serious about it, especially during my ordination. For the longest time, I've always felt like I was towing the line between completely belonging in a UU community and being okay with wanting to stay Muslim too. You see, I like being a Muslim a lot. I love the Pakistani Muslim culture I grew up in. The prayers my grandmothers taught me to recite when I'm scared. I love the traditions, the rituals, and the 10 day long weddings as well. But now I love being a UU too. One of the more powerful experiences I had in my UU journey was around a time of great struggle for my family. My family of five migrated to the US in 1998, 10 years later after helping with our family businesses while going to school, as did my brothers, we found out only four of us were given our citizenship. My middle brother was all of a sudden undocumented, given around 60 days to move out of the country. But he stayed in the US as an undocumented person to finish his undergrad where he was holding down our 4.0 GPA. A few months later, he was pulled over while driving and he was arrested for being undocumented. After being held in a local prison in Virginia, he was transferred to a detention center in Youngstown, Ohio, many miles away from us. My family lived in fear for those two weeks because we weren't able to communicate with him. We weren't told what happened to him. We then began to plan regular road trips to Youngstown, Ohio. Now, usually I disliked family road trips because my family is full of opinionated, strong, stubborn, politically inclined people. And sometimes we drive each other nuts. But these trips became essential to us. We had intense experiences sharing stories with other detainees and strangers that came into our lives during this time. He ultimately was deported and now lives in London pursuing a degree in medicine. My brother was detained in the same year when UUs were mobilizing to head to Arizona for the 2012 Justice General Assembly, focused on immigration issues and human rights. 
In that same year, the youth I worked with at the begin at the time began taking an interest in immigration issues through meeting with neighboring youth who were dreamers. Dreamers are undocumented students hoping to attain college degrees around the country. That year was a learning year for all of us. We decided to raise $10,000 to take 15 members of our youth group to GA in Arizona. It's a year that stays in my mind in terms of the energy of the youth who squeezed every drop of learning they could to learn about immigration. In one particular moment at the 2012 GA, the youth and I went to an interfaith witness for human rights, which was a candlelight vigil at Tent City Jail. Now, Tent City Jail was founded by Sheriff Joe Arpaio and sounds exactly like what it was, tents set up in the sweltering heat of the desert to detain people in. That night, the youth and I got off a school bus during a very humid evening near a large detention center. It was a sprawling building where some of the undocumented people were being kept until being moved into tents. As we joined the other UUs holding vigil, people began singing. One youth whispered she was scared as we were surrounded by police on horseback holding large rifles and we could see the sheriff amongst them. It was her first time seeing big guns. One of the other youth in our group took a big risk being present in the march with us because he was at the time undocumented too. Holding hands, we sang so many hymns that night in both English and Spanish. We sang, standing on the side of love, this little light of mine, guide my feet, there is a river, there is more love somewhere, and the list goes on and on. When we began singing Spirit of Life, first in Spanish, then in English, we saw something incredibly moving happen. A hand popped up and started waving through a narrow window of the detention center. Then another pair of hands popped up in one of the other windows. UU started whispering, they can hear us, they can hear us. And the singing got louder and louder. More and more hands started waving through the windows as the singing became thunderous. And all I could think of were my brother's hands waving back at me. It was the night I felt my call to ministry and began my application to Harvard Divinity School. I didn't have the courage to say I'm a UU Muslim openly, not until another GA in 2016. I had been conflicted about my desire to be part of two religions and two communities. It brings up a lot of questions for me, particularly about being in community. What does it mean to be part of a faith community can I be both or do I have to pick one? At the 2016 GA, I realized I could be both. My friend, Reverend Ran Mahamami came up to me and said, guess what we've been doing while you've been away. They proceeded to tell me they've been organizing UU Muslims and now we have a Facebook group. 
Thanks in part to their proposal, we had a prayer space at the 2016 GA and the ones following it when Ramadan fell um, around GA time. It was mind blowing for me to be going from an emotionally engaging UU service, then two hours later praying and breaking fast with a group of devoted UU Muslims. I'm grateful I have a safe space to express myself within a community of multi-faith UU friends. In even greater news, Ranwa and I are both ordained UU Muslim ministers now, along with a couple of others. And Ranwa leads the, leads the UU Justice Ministry of California as our executive director. Earlier in our reading today, we heard from UU Hindu minister, Reverend Abhi Janamanji. In the same article he shares, as a minister, I share my own religious journey, not because it is more important than anyone else's, but because it is part of building and sustaining relationships. I consider myself a UU Hindu, flavored by the Islamic heritage of my father, Buddhist spiritual practice, and the study and exploration of other world traditions. Unitarian Universalism helped, celebrates my identity as a religious hybrid and a theological crossbreed. A 2009 Pew Research Center poll titled Many Americans Mix Multiple Faiths found that Americans are increasingly blending their religious beliefs with more than one religion, entering interfaith marriages or relations, and attending worship services of more than one faith community. It also found interfaith marriages and families are on the rise in the US. Following in Reverend Janamanji's steps, I share my story because it's part of building and sustaining relationships here today with you all, but also to give voice to people who identify as multi-faith and those in interfaith families, but also to build relationships. While UUs are eager to build community outside of UU congregations with wonderful interfaith partners, people holding multi-faith identities within Unitarian Universalism, such as UU Muslims, UU Hindus, UU Jews, UU Buddhists, UU Pagans, UU Atheists, Humanists, and UU Christians can be overlooked. So I ask you, how could engaging people who identify as multi-faith and interfaith in this congregation help you to understand what it means to be a Unitarian Universalist today? Could it help us all be more powerful allies for our interfaith neighbors? Reverend Dr. Susan Ritchie, a UU theologian has traced influences of Islam on Unitarianism in the Edict of Torda, and she writes about it in her book titled Children of the Same God. Her colleague, Reverend Dr. Anne, Rebecca Ann Parker, another UU minister, reflects on Richie's groundbreaking work by saying, especially illuminating is the revelation that Unitarians are children of Islam as well as of Christianity and Judaism. Parker goes on to say, I have learned from Dr. Ritchie that you can find Muslim prayer rugs in Unitarian churches in Eastern Europe. 
it is pertinent, pertinent for us to start thinking of how to create and sustain welcoming spaces for people identifying as multi-faith or those seeking pluralism because more people will be coming to our community in the next few years searching for answers or refuge. Could we make space for those amongst us who are UU Christians and in the same breath hold space for the UU humanists and atheists too? Imagine how our spaces and communities could look in the future as we expand to welcome the multi-faith and interfaith families. Some congregations could have Muslim prayer rugs like we do at GA. There are already readings on Islam in our gray hymnal and hymns written by Muslims. These might seem like small acts of creating welcoming spaces, but to others, they can be large gestures of radical hospitality. Dr. Ritchie again emphasizes Yet what Unitarian Universalism has always understood, even if cultural values have sometimes kept it from acting on that understanding, is that religion is not a container, but a matrix of relationships. Religion is not a single thing, nor is it ever the same. It is not a substance, it is an action. And if religion is relationship, then it is inherently multi-religious. To build and sustain, beloved community means you have to be willing to commit to the dream when things are messy, be a witness and be in solidarity while hope, while being grounded in a theology of love that is vital to Unitarian Universalism. Even if it means you may only see one small hand waving back at you from a window, witnessing and loving you back. This dream, a dream and vision of solidarity gives me hope in my faith. Amen.